If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. two of the nightcap on a Friday here live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas joined by Scott Seidenberg your normal host look at we're making it work on a Friday folks it's normally off today yeah it's very weird driving in here I didn't like recognize anything <laughs> Sean on vacation uh so uh, Scott kind enough to hang out with us uh hour two here a lot to get to we'll talk some UFC 276 bottom of the hour with our own Dave Ross but right now uh, it's been a free agency frenzy the Kevin Durant news is has really kind of overshadowed everything, but a lot of teams are are making some interesting moves, and I'm really excited to bring on our, our friend Jamie and Christian, former Division One men's basketball coach, most recently at George Washington in Washington D.C. But he joined us all throughout the draft process, but he's keeping a close eye on all the happenings in the NBA. So Jamie, and always a pleasure, man. Let's uh, let's start with the I would say the biggest move of the day, the most shocking move, and uh, you had heard for a while that. Rudy Gobert was on the trading block. Where would he ultimately land? And Minnesota steps up and ships off a bunch of players, the biggest one being both literally and, uh, and I guess, meaningful, impactful, uh, Walker Kessler uh, from Auburn, and then four first-round picks. So what did you make of, let's start with Minnesota, making this move to pair, have a front court of Cat and Rudy Gobert? Yeah, you know, I love the move. I thought, you know, honestly, when I was looking through all the draft stuff and I was looking through a bunch of free agency stuff earlier, kind of doing some research, I felt like Rudy Gobert was a missing piece for a lot of teams. Hmm. 
And, you know, obviously when you, it's hard to find a rim protecting big who can rotate the ball like he's able to do. I love this matchup with him and Cat. You know, one of the ways that you can win in the NBA is by playing differently. Cat's ability to shoot the ball from the outside. I mean, one of three-point competitions, he's a guy that can shoot the ball from the outside. And now you pair him with a guy on the inside that can defend and play that way. I love the move. I think it gives them something a little bit different. Um, and they still kept a lot of their most valuable pieces. I think this makes them a contender in the West. And, and you know, the, the question a lot of people are asking, Jamie, and I'm curious to get your perspective on it, because I, I heard this analysis, which was, they're going to be much better in the regular season, but will they run into the issues that the Jazz have run into postseason after postseason, which is the floor gets spread, pick and rolls, and then you just put Rudy Gobert in these awkward situations. How will Minnesota, in your opinion, adapt to what other teams have taken advantage of these past couple of years in the playoffs? Well, I think it gets like over heightened because how, you know, Rudy Gobert is isolated so much. And so it's like the narrative is that he doesn't guard well in the pick and roll or, he, you know, when you play those teams late in the playoffs, he really struggles. But what you saw in the NBA this year was the rim protecting big mm-hmm. was as valuable as anything. And that's, I think there's still something there with having a guy that can protect the rim. I think Rudy Gobert took a lot of the load in Utah that maybe that roster wasn't good enough to beat some of those teams <laughs> is the reality of it. Um, their ability to score the ball with all those different guys, Joe Ingles getting hurt this year. I mean, that like affects everything that goes on within a roster, within a team. And so a lot of it fell on Gobert, and it was, he's easy guy to kind of point out or kind of make fun of or become a meme. But the reality of it is he still plays at such a high level. I just don't think the rest of that roster was up to snuff enough to compete at the highest levels in the West in the playoffs. What did you make of the moves by the Boston Celtics? Brad Stevens bolstering that depth. And does Boston now have uh, the best chance to go back to the NBA Finals? Well, I think when, you, when you're, look, what you're looking at in the NBA right now, you're having teams that are definitely tanking and getting rid of players, right? And so I think finding a way to understand why these teams would be tanking. I think, you know, there's a prospect out of, out of France, Victor Wontayama, who is outstanding. Everyone's loving him, seven foot three, seven foot nine wings, wingspan. So you're going to see a lot of teams, the Spurs, the Pacers, maybe another team's going to jump in there that's going to start offloading players that they don't feel like can get them to the top of it or fighting for an NBA championship to give them the opportunity to draft this guy next year. So you're looking at the Pacers being one of those teams that are now starting to offload people. Evan Turner's the next guy that's going to be um, Turner's the next guy that's going to be on the, on the market as well. I love the move for the Boston Celtics. I think it's what they needed to do. They got rid of a bunch of guys on their bench who maybe weren't producing at the level they needed, but are able to add an impact player right away, an impact guard that gives them another guy that can go and create and kind of set the offense. And also, he's a really outstanding defender, so you're adding another defender to a team that was one of the best defensive teams in the, in, in, in the NBA a year ago. Yeah, and then another thing is we're talking to Jamie and Christian, former uh, Division One men's basketball coach this past year at George Washington, uh, success at other spots like Siena and Mount St. Mary's, joining us now in the nightcap. You get these other pieces too, and it's it's funny because you look, you think about the mid-level at so many spots. Well, oh, the mid-level, the Lakers. Well, if you're taking a mid-level, you're not going to Lakers right now. You're going to try to find a place that is going to have sustained success or success this year. So Danilo Gallinari, he pinpointed the Celtics. He goes there. Joe Ingles, I know he's coming off the ACL but he goes to Milwaukee. So these are kind of under-the-radar moves, not as splashy, but what about those two guys? We know how valuable shooting is to put Joe Ingles with that core in in Milwaukee where they've really let nobody go, and then you also add Danilo Gallinari to a place like Boston. 
Well, I think it's exactly what both those teams needed to be able to do. They both needed more depth and more scoring. When you looked at the Bucks last year, you know, one injury and all of a sudden they were really struggling to score the ball. Joe Ingles gives them a guy coming off ACL surgery. Hopefully he can become the player that he was or some semblance of that gives them a guy that's going to be respected on the perimeter. You know, you think about Giannis now, Giannis gets in the lane more than anybody in the league gets fouled more than anyone. So adding perimeter guys that can make outside shots consistently and have respect in the league that have the ability to beat you become very valuable. When I think of Joe Ingles, I think of, I think of Mike Miller with the heat at the end of his career, mm-hmm. right? So now you're pairing a star with a guy on the outside who can really make outside shots. That's how he respected. That's always been something that really works out well. Uh, Gallinari going to the Celtics gives them some bench. They really struggle with their bench. One of the things you saw they, they did in the, in the finals, they really stopped playing their bench. They really basically went down to a seven man rotation, which is really hard when you're getting to games number 97, 98, 99, 100 in a, in a season to really shorten your bench and lean on those guys. So giving, giving yourself someone who's respected that can play, that's been in the pressure situation that can make those kind of plays is extremely valuable. I thought both those teams were able to get better, but again, they're, you're looking at teams that are kind of offloading talent and this is how the best teams become even stronger um, by, by adding to their bench. What should the plan be for the Brooklyn Nets? Uh, you know, obviously Durant is going to be traded. Do they trade Durant and trade Kyrie, just acquire, you know, a bunch of draft picks and utilize this process to start over from scratch and rebuild? Or do you think that they want to bring in players that can keep them relevant for this upcoming season? In their time there in Brooklyn, they have not rebuilt. I think that's something really important to understand is, you know, they're, they brought in all these different guys. They brought in Garnett at the end of his career. I mean, they've done this kind of process of bringing in older stars over and over again, and they have not rebuilt. So that tells me that they are not about rebuilding. You know, they're trying to find a way to contend for a championship in the immediate. Um, honestly, I think one of the hardest things is if there is a recommitment by everybody, you'd have a lot of guys locked in having to have a great year. And I think the problem is now with having Ben Simmons on that roster you can only trade for certain people. Um, and so that really limits the depth of that roster and who can go where and how they can trade them. Um, it's going to be really difficult. When you're looking at Durant, you're going to look at a, at a blockbuster trade, I think, with three teams at least to be able to give back the kind of capital that you can get for him. And I got to believe that with him being 34 years old, at the end of his deal being 37 years old, mm. you know, when you talk about when you talk about Toronto trading a guy like Scotty Barnes or, or Siakam, like, you're, are you going to lose? Are you going to trade away young stars for someone who's aging? Although great, that's aging. It may you may only get one or two years. He's had two years in a row that have been impacted by injury, yeah. and that's just the reality of the situation. So I think it's much more complicated than what people think. You know, if Kyrie and KD had played all these games together, it'd be one thing. But neither of those guys have played. So are you going to trade young? Are you going to trade young stars that have a long, long life in, in the NBA? for guys who are aging, that's the real question that everyone's got to really ask. Yeah, and now the, the the wrinkle of it all is this, you can't have two players on a rookie uh, max <laughs> extension because they already have Ben Simmons, so that eliminates Bam mm-hmm. Adebayo, that eliminates Zion Williamson, that eliminates Devin Booker, even though I don't think Phoenix would have ever traded Devin Booker, but it's just, it, it adds this, you know, as, as Jamie alluded to, I, I think this is going to be a very complicated deal if Kevin Durant is ultimately traded. I think it's going to be very, very complicated. We're talking to Jamie and Christian, uh, who's been keeping a very close eye on the NBA uh, free agency. Uh, you know, when you're the champ, people get people get to make a lot of money off of the fact you won a championship. And, you know, good for Gary Payton the second going up to, uh, to Portland, get his money after 
I mean, what a what a career it has been for him, up and down, and now you know to get uh, I think twenty eight million dollars. It's a, it's a great uh, you know pickup for him. Otto Porter, he's going to Toronto. They did side Dante Divincenzo. I like that. Uh, I like you know to bring in the big ragu into uh, into Golden State, but it it's difficult. And one of the assets uh, and strengths of this Golden State team, Jamie, and was their depth, and to have Gary Payton the second, and to have Otto Porter. They still have got the big guys there, but what, is, what have you made so far of, of Golden State's uh, free agency here? Well, you know, number one, they've, they're really one of the best teams at home growing their guys. So you're looking at Kaminga being able to have a bigger role. You're looking at Moses Moody being able to have a bigger role. They also get James Wiseman back. Mm-hmm. So they're not in one of these situations where, like, they, they, they've got plenty. You know, you've got a, a emerging Jordan Poole that's that's playing there, that's playing so well. They've got to obviously do some stuff for him contractually. You know, I think their moves have been really good, and I think they always draft really well. So, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't be as nervous about them losing those guys because I, although they played a big role for them, uh, I think Moses Moody has a chance to be a really, really good player in the NBA. Uh, his ability to shoot the ball, you know, they actually went to him a ton, game four, game five in the playoffs. You know, they would go to him a ton if they were struggling to score the ball, and he always produced scoring the ball. So that tells me that they have a lot of confidence in him. The way they've been able to bring those guys along has been really, really good. So believe in that. Believe in Kaminga, ability to defend, ability to get to the front of the rim. You know, he can do a lot of things that are really good. So they've lost those guys, you know, and those guys should go on and get paid. But they have a really good game plan of how they're building that roster, and they're staying consistent with it. Because they're not afraid to go into the luxury tax, they're really going to try to keep these guys keep these guys together as long as they can and, and that's why they've been so good yeah, the chase center uh just prints money so they're, <laughs> they're okay on on the money front <laughs> hey jamie and as always we appreciate it great insight as always man we'll talk to you soon thanks so much there he is former division one men's basketball coach jamie and christian breaking it down here on the nightcap that's scott seidenberg i'm tim murray come on back If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth. On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN. Dave Ross, who uh, had a, a star studded first strike, which is out now. Oh, uh, yeah, John Anik, right? John Anik, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Helley came in studio. A uh, whole bunch of folks. So the Wonder Boy can yeah. So a lot of uh, a lot of great stuff there, and we'll have uh, we'll have Mr. Dave Ross on at the bottom of the hour. Get his thoughts on this uh, loaded card of UFC 276. Looking forward to that. Are you uh, do you you dabble into UFC betting? Only for the events like this. Yeah. Like I don't do like you know there's there's events all the time. Oh, of and, course. And, I, and when I don't know who's fighting, I don't bet on it. But for a big card like this, I will have lots of bets on, you know, mostly everything that Dave Ross tells us next segment. Yep. I'm just going to bet. Yeah. And that's what I say about golf. We, we went to we went to a watch party at the D mm-hmm. several couple of months ago for one of the big UFC. I think it was when um, when Francis Ngannou, mm-hmm. his last fight, and he was an underdog, if you right. recall. Yep. So Dave and I were talking during the week and we we're like, you know, okay, Francis is an underdog. It's like you almost you know, you yeah. take it. And so... Dave and I both, we did the three main events, the three big cards. We parlayed the three underdogs, and all three underdogs won. And it was just, first of all, they do a great job over at the D at Bar Canada yeah. with, the, with the fights and everything. Um, we It was awesome. It was awesome watching it and then waiting for the decision. And then, you know, it's like, Francis, and still, and you, you get the, you, it's just, it, it, there really is, uh, it's, betting UFC is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Dave's been great at it. Great addition to the team here. Obviously, Lou is, uh, has been doing it for a while, too, for us here at VEASAN. So we got some great handicappers on UFC. And as I say, when it comes to golf with Brady and Wes and Matt, mm-hmm. I just listen to smart people. That's exactly, and, uh, exactly I, what I, I do. I pick and choose my spots. Mm-hmm. Baseball, I listen to Scott. Except so. when I tell you to take the half a run, you that's don't true. listen. Well, See, that's where I got too 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 cute. Got a little too cute. I was like, I don't want to lay that juice. Yeah. 
Sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze it. Um, we appreciate Jamie and jumping on uh, and getting his thoughts. You know, the, the Rudy Gobert acquisition, I mean, tip, tickle me skeptical. Now, here's hmm. the interesting thing. Odds makers know what they're doing, and we've got a graphic. We showed it when you know Derek was in, in studio. The folks here at Circa are, are quite bullish on this Minnesota Timberwolves team because they said they really haven't taken any action. So, you know, Circa has Minnesota to win the title at 16-1, which certainly seems very rich, but you got to keep in mind, and this is, you know, what Jeff Benson tweets about, you know, a thousand times a day, is, look, if they have a stance on somebody, there's going to be someone else that has really good odds. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are not the shop that is going to, and they don't need me to say this, but they are not the type of shop that is, gonna, you know, going to give you p poor odds. That means somebody else out there is... No, I mean, look, Benson, Matt Metcalf, yeah. some of the sharpest guys in town here. Well, and they just want it to be fair, yeah. right? So it's going to be, you know, properly, you know, rated out for the proper hold. So, you know, you look around, DraftKings 40 to 1, William Hill 50 to 1, BetMGM 40 to 1, um, Circa 16 to 1, as mentioned. I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm not fully buying in on on this situation. You know, I, I think this absolutely makes them a better basketball team, Scott. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Um, and Anthony Edwards took a really massive step forward. I, I was not all that impressed his rookie year. Felt like he was just going to be kind of a volume shooter type of guy. But he Tremendous really, actor now. But he's great. He's really like, great. I, I want this guy to have more roles. That's how good he was. Um, but I, I I like it, but it, it makes me think, though, and I, actually I'll get your thoughts here before, before going to the Jazz. I like it. I don't think this makes them – in my, I am not, I'll just say this, I am not putting in a bet on the Timberwolves to win a title. No. That, that's, that's, that's what I would say. The thing that makes it so difficult is you just have to look at the teams they have to beat in the Western Conference, right? Like, if this, if this was all in, in a bubble, then you'd be like, all right, yeah, the Timberwolves on paper look really good, and they can win a lot of basketball games, but are they going to beat the Golden State Warriors? Are they going to beat the Phoenix Suns? And we expect Phoenix to Potentially, make some maybe, moves, Maybe right? have Kevin Durant. Are they going to beat the Clippers, mm -hmm. where the Clippers will have Kawhi and Paul George and John Wall? Are they going to beat the Lakers when we see what the Lakers look like coming into this season? Are they going to beat John Morant and the Grizzlies, who looked so incredible last year? Are they going to beat Luka and the Mavericks? And we'll see how they replace Jalen Brunson and what this team looks like going into the season. There's so many good teams in the Western Conference that sending Rudy Gobert to pair up with Carl Anthony Towns doesn't move the needle for me. It just doesn't. Because what was Denver? I mean, excuse me, what was Utah? Yeah, they were, I mean. It, it, it's like, I get it. Like, okay, Gobert was, a, 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 he's a really good player. Defensive player of the year every year, you could argue. But I, and, and they're one, not blowing anybody away. And one thing that was mentioned, you know, to was, I think, I forget who it was. I think it was it might have been uh, uh, low over at uh, ESPN. I forget. But it, what he said was, at times, the Jazz started to overemphasize the fact, Scott, that they have Rudy Gobert. So they would just funnel things basically in mm -hmm. to Rudy Gobert. Uh, so that that's kind of maybe was a little bit too much on his plate. Too much He was exerting too much effort. Now you have Carl Anthony Towns. So it, I, I, thought, I felt like it was a lot to give to the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gobert uh, with those picks. And, you know, at the end of the day, Walker Kessler will be a nice piece. And there's a couple of the role, uh, role pieces added as well. Uh, the, the, the Jazz are fascinating to me. You know, Danny Ainge is there now. He's running the show. Uh, they had to, they had to blow it up. Yes, it wasn't working anymore. And now you've got this plethora of picks. 
You've got Donovan Mitchell. And this is the biggest thing you have to remember about the whole Kevin Durant situation. He doesn't get to pick where he wants to go. <laughs> He's still under contract for four years. He's not sitting out for four years. Kyrie Irving, I could see sitting out for a full yeah, year. He's yeah, only got yeah. one year left. But could you imagine if they sent him to Utah? I mean, no way. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you don't yeah, care. Yeah, you send him into obscurity. Well, right. And yeah. my thing is, too, and I think the more and more I thought about it, and Bobby Marks actually tweeted this out, I think the Raptors are a real interesting player in this whole situation. I know Jamian just a moment ago kind of poo-pooed it. I, I, don't, I think if you package Scotty Barnes with OG Ananobi and whatever needed mm-hmm. to fill the, the salary cap requirements, I mean, that Toronto team is, is the favorite in the East with Pascal Siakam, with Fred Van Vliet, with, you know, with Kevin Durant, you know. And, and you got to remember this. Like, Nick Nurse is thought of by many to be the best coach, one of the best coaches. I won't say the best. One of the best coaches in the NBA. Masai Ujiri is thought of to be one of the best executives. So if you just got him in a room and said, look, KD, you know, this is the situation. We're going for it. You know, we won a title when, when Kawhi was here. I'm not saying it's likely. Look, it's 20 to 1. But if the Raptors, like they did with Kawhi Leonard, when they proved, we don't care. It's one year. We'll play it right, and we'll have a chance to win a title. Obviously, things broke their way. Kevin Durant got hurt, interestingly enough, in this whole situation. But I would not be surprised. I think the Raptors, because of all these bizarre situations with the Zion contract Mm -hmm. and the DeAndre Ayton sign-and-trade situation, I don't think it's the favorite, nor should it be, but I think it's an interesting option that the Raptors – could say, you know what? Let's go for it. We've got enough young young talent. We've got some picks. Let's go for it. I don't hate it. I mean, maybe I would like it a little bit more if they didn't win a title recently. That's true. Um, you know, because you you know you go all out, and you know, I feel like you know they kind of play with house money after you win so recently. Does let me ask you, as a DC guy, does the Wizards make sense? Do the Wizards make sense? I don't. I don't. What are they giving up? That entices the Nets because Bradley Beal's not. No, so if you traded. No, you're keeping Bradley Beal. And then who you're giving up? Johnny Davis. Porzingis and Kuzma. That doesn't move the needle. If you're the Nets, you're trying to completely revamp. I mean, you call, you make the call. Yeah. You, everybody should make the call to try to figure out a way for Sean Marks to get this. I think if you're Sean Marks, I think that's what's so interesting about the Raptors is Scotty Barnes looks like, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but you know. He's the rookie of the year. He's damn good. And if it, it, that would be something I think that the the that the, the Nets would be interested in. I think the Nets would be interested in, in Jalen Brown. I don't think the Celtics would make that move, as we talked about yeah, last no, night. So I think that would be a guy. If you're making this move, you're getting back somebody that you can build your franchise around. And there's just not a lot of pieces, especially with this you know, situation. Now you could get in the three man, you know, the three team trade where you ship Ben Simmons out. So then you could get Zion uh-huh. in or something like that. Now that look, it's going to get weird. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to get weird. It's yeah. going to get pretty wacky here. Um, but that that was an interesting one. That I thought, you know, I saw Bobby Marks tweet out earlier today. RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish. They're uh, not trading yeah. across town. No way. No way are they trading across town. No way. 
would they pull that off? But uh, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier. I, I really love the uh, the day for the Celtics. I thought they had a really really good day to go get Malcolm Brogdon, to go get Danilo Gallinari, and they've got everyone still intact there. So this is a team that got better and didn't lose anybody. Yeah. Depth got stronger. Another good defender. Malcolm Brogdon's healthy. I think they are the rightful favorites at this point in time to win the East. Not by, not by a ton, no. but they are. They should be the favorites. And the Bucks. UFC 276 tomorrow night here in Vegas. Dave Ross breaking the card down next. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, keeping a close eye on this White Sox Giants game. Eight outs away. We are we are hoping for Scott's sake, it will be a tie game after five, and then you win your parlay. Well, it cuts off one leg of it. Cuts it. off one it leg of the parlay, push. but it's still it's still a win. Yep. And and we win the hedge bet too. There we go. All right. Yeah. Let's make that happen. Which would be that's 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 called middling. Not a full-on middle, full but, but yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty darn close. All right, let's bring in our uh, our colleague here at Vison, who has a star-studded first strike oh out right now. Why don't Why don't you let the people know? I don't, I'm doing a disservice, Dave Ross, who joins well, us right now. Who was on this just unbelievable first strike this week? Well, it's him and Scott. I'll just say this: Who wasn't on first? <laughs> it, it, was, it was one of our best gents that we've had in quite some time. And look, you, you guys know I'm uh, very biased when it comes to our experts that we have each and every week on first strike. So when you add to the Luke Fittacaros of the world, the Reed Coons of the world, the Jordan Sherwoods of the world, and our very own producer Britton Hess, who does a great job with the show as well, and then you add on. Just some guys like Wonderboy Thompson, Cub Swanson, one of the best 145-pounders, who's, by the way, fought Max Holloway before, and then John Annick, the lead analyst uh, for UFC coverage. It was just a great week building up to what should be an amazing UFC 276 tomorrow night with two title fights. The card is littered up and down with Hall of Famers to be for sure. It's as, as good a card as the UFC will have all year long. And they do this, gentlemen, just about every year about this time. It's like their 4th of July mm -hmm. type card. And each and every year, International Fight Week is this weekend out in Vegas. Dan Helley was in town. Tim, you and I obviously know uh, Dan very well. From so, our such days. a handsome guy. It's just unfair. He is. He's a Cheating. handsome devil. I always tell him that. I'm like, you know, if I had height like you, I'd be a superstar too. So that's the only thing that differentiates us. But, you know, Dan's in town, and he's obviously covering the fights as well. And it was just great to get everybody's expertise. And I'll tell you, fellas, and you guys know me well enough by now, I don't like to go against our sharps, if you will, but mm -hmm. I did find a lot of differing opinions, certainly on the two title fights and uh, even down the card. It's one of those cards that can be very tricky, but I do think you can find some real value there. Let's start with the prelims, uh, the undercard here. What fight are you looking forward to the most on this undercard, Dave? Scotty, I, I really like, and if Jessica I is listening, I, do, I, I don't want her to, we're friends, and I don't want her to hear this, but I do like Macy Barber against Jessica in this spot. Do you like her, in, do you like her, like, do you like her to get a finish? I, I like Macy to win by decision. Okay. And you can shorten that, that number right now. About, you're seeing about 265, 260. It's come down a little bit this week. You can get Macy Barber uh, to win via decision about even money 
is what I'm seeing out there right now. That's the way that I play this fight. And it's simply because Jessica is such a tough out, but I think Macy might be just a little bit better at, at any point that this fight could go, if it goes down in that, if it stays striking. So I really like Macy, probably not to get a stoppage, but I like Macy to win this via decision. Now, look, when it goes to the cards, gents, and I've been on the right side of some of these, like Gamrock last week at plus 230, and I've been on the wrong side of these close decisions like Calvin Cater a couple weeks ago when I had Calvin, and I thought he won the fight. So judging is subjective. There is new scoring in the UFC. It's not necessarily new, but it's more of a point of emphasis. But it feels like week by week it's been changing. I know it's frustrating a lot of the, the gamblers out there, and certainly a lot of the fighters themselves, too, what to look for. But I think Macy's just a little bit better in every direction. So if it goes to the cards, which I think it does, I think she wins via decision. Talking to our, uh, our colleague, Dave Ross, host of First Strike, which you can check out on our YouTube page. Uh, it's now available uh, audio-wise, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to check it out. Loaded, loaded show this week. You mentioned Reed Kuhn. We had him on the show, and uh, I actually was texting with you a couple of the best he likes. And mm -hmm. you and you mentioned that ah, I'm not on the same page, which is great. You always want when you have differing opinions. It's actually a good thing, in my opinion. So right. let's talk out O'Malley against Munoz because I know a lot of people really like O'Malley. Think he's a rising star uh, in the UFC. I'm trying to put him in parlays. So <laughs> so Scott's trying to put him in parlays. Reed actually thought at the price that Munoz was at, he saw value on Munoz against O'Malley. So how do you look at that fight? It's a very curious one, and, and I talked to Reed at length, and it's up there now. You can go to your, our YouTube page, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, and check out First Strike Overtime with Reed. And, and you're, you're right on, Tim. This is the fight that really perplexed me the most because I do like the sugar show in this one. I think he's, Munoz is kind of tailor-made for him just with the age difference going into this. But to Reed's point, it feels overpriced, okay? But I always look at it and I say, well, do I see a pathway for Munoz to win? I, I do not see as, as direct a pathway as Reed does uh, with his models, but I will point this out. Reed's models are fantastic. So, again, I hate being in this spot where I feel like I'm going against what his models show. And Reed's basic point today was on first strike, hey, I understand why the Sugar Show is favored here, but the way he sees the volume that Munoz has put and the, the data he can get from all of his fights in his years versus still – a relatively new fighter in the UFC. That's what we're seeing with the Sugar Show. So there is a lot of hype. He normally likes to fade the hype, and I understand why. I just really think that with, with O'Malley's skills, Munoz is tailor-made for him. So if he can avoid the takedowns like he could not do against Cheeto Vera in his loss here in the UFC, and he keeps this fight standing, I just don't see a way that Munoz can win that type of fight. If it stays standing, I think the Sugar Show will piece him up and either win with a stoppage late and or decision. Munoz has got to make this ugly. He's got to get the, the fight down to the ground, which can, he can do, but I think Sugar has improved enough defensively to avoid those takedowns if it stays standing with his kicks, with his array of strikes, and you never know where it's coming from. I think it could be an easy night for the Sugar Show. All right, Dave. Well, my parlay is just simply going with these big favorites. It's O'Malley, it's Volkanovsky, and it's Israel Adesanya. Which one of these ruins it for me? <laughs> You know, Scott, I hate to say it, and you and I have been in fights together, and you know I've been on some big dogs that have cast, and I do think he got the possibility in the main event. Look, I understand why he's on Asanya. He's arguably the greatest middleweight we've ever seen in this division. There is, and there certainly are multiple pathways for Jared Cannonier to win this fight. Look, he's not great at the takedowns. That's normally what Israel Adesanya 
You know, he's been in the fights with Kelvin Gaston when he lost, when he went up the weight to Jan Blachowicz. It was those bigger guys that could kind of wrestle him and take him down to the ground. I don't know that that's what the Killer Gorillas wants to do, but if he gets inside, makes this a clinch fight, he is really strong. This is a guy that used to fight at heavyweight, gentlemen. So I just think bigger fighters seem to give Izzy at least a little bit of trouble early. The way I'm going to play this fight, I'm going to play the under four and a half rounds because I see twofold. I could see Cannoneer really striking early and maybe hurting out of Sonya, and people go, oh my goodness, we could get shock value and or if Izzy can keep distance, tire out Cannoneer and get a stoppage himself in the third or into the championship rounds, fourth or early fifth. So that's the way I see it. I'm going to play it under four and a half, but I do think Cannoneer is a live dog. He's way undervalued. Izzy obviously should be a big favorite, but I think he should be more of a $2, $2.50 favorite, not as high as five as I'm seeing out there in the market. So is it safe to say you would be more surprised by Holloway over Volkanovsky than Cannonier over Adesanya? Um, no, not necessarily, because I think those first two fights between Volk and Max, these are two, look, and I, like I said, I had Cup Swanson on the program, who's one of the best and most decorated featherweights. He fought Max Holloway, lost to him. He got committed in the third round. You know, he, he knows both these fighters very, very well. And I said, point blank, what does Max have to do differently in this third time around? And, and Cubs' answer was pretty much not a whole lot. I mean, those fights were so close the first two times. I don't expect this fight to go down to the ground. If it stays standing, gentlemen, we could get 25 more minutes of fury in there, inside that octagon with hands flowing. Max just can't take any breaks. That's what Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, that's what Cubs Swanson said. He's got to be fully pressure engaged for all five minutes of possible five rounds. And if he does that and doesn't take any lapses because Volk is so hard to get out of there, then I think you could see Max winning a decision when those first two fights went against him in very paper-thin results. We're talking once again to Dave Ross. Check out First Strike Star-Studded this week. Wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to it audio. If you want to see Dave's just wonderful face, uh, you can catch that on YouTube as well. Uh, Dave, we got a minute. Floor is yours, your favorite bet on the UFC 276 card. Well, you know what I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Robbie Lawler and Brian Barbarena, and I think this Barbarena fight is going to be just a firefight. I'm going to play the under two and a half rounds. I'm not sure who's getting knocked out. Somebody's getting knocked out. Cannot wait for that with a future Hall of Famer and Robbie Lawler. I actually like Robbie a little bit in this fight, but I do like the under more because they're not going to take this fight down to the ground and somebody's getting pieced up and somebody's going out early on a Vegas Saturday night. Yeah, it's interesting. I've heard differing opinions on that. I mean, we had Adam Hill on yesterday. He loved Barbarena. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes this card, I think, so dynamic is the differing opinions from Folks like yourself that that know this uh, that know this sport so well. Hey, Dave, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate you jumping on, and uh, make sure everyone checks out First Strike, uh, which is up right now. Uh, and Sam, it's uh, always great to talk to you. And Dan wanted me to tell you that uh, I think you still owe him something from your intern days back in, in NBC. I don't know what that. <laughs> uh, we'll have to we'll have to talk about that. There he is, Dave Ross. It's the nightcap here on Beeson. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life... 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Tune into VSIN's Combat Sports Podcast First Strike. We just talked to the host, Dave Ross, for a full breakdown of tomorrow's UFC card here in Las Vegas. The host, you just heard from Dave Ross is joined by UFC fighters Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Cub Swanson, as well as UFC announcer John Anik, to give firsthand expert analysis, provide the latest odds, and tell you who they think has the edge. First Strike is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. For UFC 276 only, all DraftKings Sportsbook customers can place a same-game parlay and double your winnings if that bet cashes. If you aren't, a DraftKings sports uh, sports customer yet? Just download the app, use the code VSIN when you sign up, and place your UFC same game parlay. Once again, you can catch First Strike today on VSIN's YouTube channel and wherever you down download your favorite podcasts. So, am I like not? Uh, do you not like my 
my favorite parlay for for tomorrow? Like the favorites, like O'Malley, Volkanovski, and Adesanya. O'Malley, I don't like. I think you don't like O'Malley. I don't like O'Malley. I put on a show, man. I know. No, I, it's just like I said. I listen yeah. to smart people. Sure. So sure. the. There's a lot of people who think Shane O'Malley's going to come out and, and take care of business. I'm not smart enough to give an opinion, but when you know Reed Coon was on, he just he thought, and as as Dave kind of alluded to, Dave thought Sean will will win. Yeah, but he felt like the price was was maybe a little too high. So once again, when you're putting in a parlay, so all right, so I, I will take out O'Malley. Oh, don't do that. Now I'm going to feel but, guilt. But I'll I'll substitute it with Macy Barber, who that's uh, Dave likes over Jessica. I. That's true. Uh, and so my right now. All I've locked in uh, is Barbarena uh, because of just the Adam Hill was so confident in that one. As he joked about, he was like, and of course it'll go wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. Reed also liked it too. So I'm on. But I like what Dave said about the under that he yeah. thinks there's going to be a finish yeah. between either of these guys. And I'm definitely betting against Cowboy Cerrone because that guy hasn't won in like years and takes a gajillion punches. I'm yeah. fascinated. I, I just, you know, once again, it's, it's so funny because, you know, Everyone at this network, and that's what makes VEASAN, I mean, as they give us a, a shameless plug here, on our own network. Uh, that's what makes it so great. So many different people have different strengths. Yeah. UFC, not one of mine, but I love it, and I love to bet it. And, you know, you could hear the passion from Dave when he talks about it, and his, you know, his content mm-hmm. is great. And uh, But it's just, it's it's funny to get these differing opinions. I just look at that uh, Volkanovsky and Max Holloway fight, and, you know, I was texting with Dan Helley, who's also on First Strike, who does the, uh, the weigh-in show for the UFC, and uh, he actually likes Holloway in this spot. So I don't know. It's going to be – I love the fact that there are so many differing opinions. Uh, I even saw – I think Lou uh, put it on our Best Bets email, that, and I think he might have tweeted it out. He's on Cannon Year. That's it. All right, I'm changing my mind. I'm going <laughs> Holloway, Cannon Year, and Munoz. Three dog parlay. By the way, if uh, if if Big Balls was as uh, as as easy to convince like you, he would have eaten some hot dogs. <laughs> All right, stop the presses because we are one out away from the middle celebration for Scott Seidenberg here. He cannot lose his parlay. Because the Giants are in the bottom of the fifth. Did he go? Did he go? He oh, did not. he didn't go. All right. So once again, to reset, White Sox-Giants tied uh, tied at zero, bottom of the fifth. Let the people know real quickly, because we might get the result here. Yes. Giants, what you have going. Giants' first five money line is the last leg of a parlay for me. And so I hedged by taking the White Sox plus a half a run in the first five innings with an opportunity to not exactly middle, but I would win both bets, meaning I'd win the White Sox if it was a tie score plus the half a run, and I would just hit the parlay with the Giants' money line in the first five being a push. Mm -hmm. So it would be one less leg of the parlay. So uh, obviously it's in the bottom of the fifth, so that means that the uh, Giants' portion of this cannot lose as if it stays tied. I will win a lesser parlay and cash the plus a half a run on the White Sox. And if the Giants take the lead, I will lose my hedge bet, but I will win the full parlay of the Giants winning. And uh, they just got a two-out double just now. So I'm there sure is what, a runner on second. And you'll say what we all say if, in fact, the Giants scored this run. Ah, I should have never hedged. <laughs> I locked in profits, no, so you, I'm never going to be mad at that. I, I, I agree. Especially when you consider how little I invested yeah. in this parlay. I, we talked it out, and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 like walking into a national championship game uh, with you know let's say like for instance national championship game I had Kansas fourteen to one, 
I, I had to put in a little bit on North Carolina just to yeah. uh, ensure that mm-hmm. you know we were going to you know bring home some profits there, and it didn't come home. But that's that's what you have to do. Not saying you have to do what you did today. Strike one. <laughs> we're going to give play by play of the Giants White <laughs> Sox game right now. <laughs> just, I, I'm just I'm just calling balls and strikes here. That's it. This is I mean, by the way, you're you're much more attentive than when Sean has something like closing out. He just. He'll just kind of zones out. He just kind of gives a blank stare and is not really going to talk about it. It's though. usually up on one of those high TVs, yeah, and this is Sean the whole time yeah, just yeah. looking up at that. <laughs> and you're like, Sean, over here, Sean, over here, Sean. Uh, by the way, the Padres and Dodgers tied at one. That's been a fun series so far. Just two games in. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, Dodgers end up winning three to one, uh, and it was one to one after five, uh, which was the winner for Mr. Seidenberg. It was a push for your boy. Uh, so we're keeping an eye on this Giants. White Sox, is that up, in play? Up. All right. Call it. Left fielder over. Ooh, Got it. Well done, Middle. Mr. Seidenberg. Hell of a hell of a job there as uh, you're able to cash. I shouldn't have hedged. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, the hedge worked out. It made you more money. It made me more money because yep. I wound up getting the push anyway. Yep. So it would have just been a lesser parlay. But by hedging, I actually added more money to the uh, the win. So, uh, very good. Zero zero after five. Alex Cobb and Lance Lynn, a little pitcher's duel. Well, terrific job by you. And you. Uh, a handful of those were on your best bets today. So, yes. Uh, those who. Uh, Unfortunately, we lost the play of the day, but uh, we did win with the um, Diamondbacks in the first five and the Giants and just now uh, pushed in the first five. So that was good. Um, yeah, it's been a good. You know, I updated the records today uh, after June. Mm-hmm. So now that June's over. As we step into July, um, play of the day, 53-30-2, up 16.94 units if you were going on a one-unit scale. And overall, 177, 124, and 8, up 13.72 units, again, if you're going on a one-unit scale. And all those, 177, 124, vcin.com, Best Bets page. Just go scroll, scroll down to the middle of the homepage. In the quick link section, click on Daily Best Bets from Hosts and you will get all the daily best bets. Or in your subscriber email every single morning, just click on the link. I want to mention something here about the uh, with NBA free agency going on. The Lakers have been busy to an extent uh, signing people that they can. Uh, you know, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Lonnie Walker, uh, smaller fringe pieces that they can afford. Yeah, they you can't know. afford anybody else. They can't afford anybody else. <laughs> but as Ben Fox from VEASAN tweeted earlier today, the Lakers' title odds went from 22-1 to 1 to 10-1 to 1 overnight at Caesars Sportsbook. Uh, that included a $10,000 wager on the Lakers' 22-1. to 1. Due to the, that bet and other sizable wagers on L.A., the Lakers are now the biggest NBA liability at Caesars. Do if you think I, they get Kyrie? Yes, I do. Wow. Here's... What, and this is, I tweeted this out. We even mentioned it last night. If this particular trade happens, I think Caesars has to get a little worried. Kyrie and Joe Harris go to the Lakers. For Russell Westbrook. For Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. I think that's the only way they get both of those guys because Horton, Russell Westbrook brings nothing, obviously, to the table. And, and what I mean by that is. Inspiring contract. He, he brings nothing to a team that's trying to rebuild. Taylor Horton Tucker, if the Nets like him, which we don't know, uh, but if they like him, who had a bad year last year, he's 22 years old, if they look at him as an asset, then they throw in Joe Harris, who's making $18 million this year. I mean, having a guy like Joe Harris with LeBron James, 
Three and D. That's what you need. Having it's 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 astonishing why one of the greatest passers and smartest basketball players we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They have not built more teams around him with just elite shooters. And if you get Joe Harris in this deal, in this hypothetical deal, that's where I think it's, things get interesting. I was watching a little bit of ESPN earlier today, and it was uh, Dave McMenamin was on. They were just kind of talking about scenarios, and they mentioned Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving. And you saw Richard Jefferson's eyes just kind of light up and goes, oh, well, if that happens, things get serious. If it's just Kyrie, I think it's potential. I mean, it all comes down to, obviously, LeBron. It comes down to AD's health. Yeah. Is he going to be healthy? Mm-hmm. Can he find the bubble form, Scott? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really love the Lonnie Walker addition. Um, he's not like an elite defender. He actually kind of struggled a bit in San Antonio. But we'll see. Um, but that doesn't surprise me with the uncertainty. People love betting on the Lakers. Sure. And if you can, on LeBron. and if you can find a way to get value, congrats. what is value? But, Betting on something before you think it moves. Right. They but, get Kyrie, it moves. But if it's still Russell Westbrook, <laughs> go, go start luck. that bonfire in your backyard <laughs> with that 22 to 1 ticket. Good Our luck. friend Jared Smith joining us next on the nightcap. <laughs> If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.